0: Welcome to PD in a Pod, where we will help you unlock the best strategies to create proactive schools. Join our hosts, Stacy and A.T., as they journey through the latest professional development topics in education. This podcast will provide practical strategies for building culture, designing engaging lessons, using data to drive instruction, and developing multi-tiered systems of support for every student.
1: Oh. Okay, hello, and welcome to PD in a Pod.
0: PD in and a pod. pod
1: <laughs> the, the podcast where we discuss solutions to current teaching and learning uh, issues facing educators across the nation. So uh, I'm Stacy Owen Toms, educational consultant and with Proactive Ed, and your host. So we are Woo! excited, if, if you can't tell. Yeah. We've been talking about this for some time. (laughs) So let's go. So we are so glad that you joined us today and you clicked on our podcast Mm -hmm. just to see what we're all about. Um, This is our inaugural podcast. So hopefully you'll find the content relevant and thought-provoking and maybe even a little nudge to your uh, inner teacher there. So our goal here is just to talk about things that are important to teachers and leaders all over the nation when it comes to education. So we'll talk about some things, we'll learn, uh, we'll share some stories, and we'll dive right in. So uh, I got to introduce you to the other guy on the screen, though. Um, this is A.T. Nelson. Some of you may know him as Tremaine Nelson. He is founder and president of Proactive. Ed. So hi, Tremaine.
0: Hi, Stacy. Good to be hanging out with the, you and everyone today.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is good to be here. It is a good day to be together. So today, I know we're going to share with our listeners a little bit about who you are. Uh, what you do and why we're even chatting. So uh, I'd like us to just first dive in and talk a little bit about this journey, why you're so passionate about education, why you and I are talking today, and then what what's given heartburn to all those teachers and leaders out there in the educational world. So, oh yeah, don't forget, you'll want to stay tuned to the very end because Tremaine shares some pretty bad dad jokes.
0: That's right, uh, got one yeah, locked and loaded for, for
1: that. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the end of the cast today, we'll we'll kind of share one of those out, but um, you won't want to miss those corny jokes. So let's get started. Um, tell us why podcasts, Jermaine? Why are we here today? Why are we talking to each other? Why are we recording this and thinking anyone cares?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, uh, you know, there are so many, so many podcasts out there um, and we wanted yeah. to put one together that focused on systems. Um, we wanted to be able to hmm really take a lot of the mystery around how things work in education away, um, demystify Mm -hmm. teaching and learning and make sure that teachers, instructional leaders, schools and school districts leave our podcast with practical tips that they can use every day in their classroom immediately without much more professional development than what they hear right now. That's why we call it PD in a pod. We want you to get everything you need right now (laughs) And that's enough for you to launch into your own journey um, because we have to honor really, Stacey, we have to honor that a lot of our teachers and leaders already have so much on their plate. And they also have so much uh-huh, knowledge. Yeah. And so oftentimes we yeah. just need to give them a little tweak, a little nudge, and that's all they needed um, yeah. to really launch into another great school year. And so that's really what this what this time is about.
1: Yeah. And when you invited me to join you, I said, oh my gosh, this is perfect. So what we can share and just talk about, and it's not like we're going to have an answer to everything, but we definitely have been out there and experienced some things together. So um, I'm excited to join you and to join our listeners as we jump in and and talk about what's causing people, you know, some heartburn. So uh, let's start out with talking a little bit about you and how you came to this place in teaching and learning in 2023. So- What brought you here?
0: Well, I'll tell you one of the least favorite things that I do is talk about me. Um, I feel like everything that we do is so much more about others, um, you know, but but when I think about that question, I, I think about all of our teachers and their unique journeys, everyone who has come into the profession um, has brought in something, right? They, it, it, you know, none yes. of us have it all, but we all bring in that little unique perspective, uh, which absolutely helps our profession thrive. Um, and for me, my background was in systems engineer, um, as a systems engineer, um, I was a right. NASA engineer for uh, a few years before uh. I went into education. Um, so I worked in the mission control center. Um, I, I, had that pencil pocket protector, you know, um, that they had in those glasses. No. Uh, you know, I was, I don't know if you can tell I'm still a little bit of a nerd. Um, and I You're was in the mission nerd, control yeah. center. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. All the way bonafide and proud of it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had the page on 24 seven and, um, whenever they said Houston, oh, we have a problem, you know, I would hear it. And matter of fact, most of the time they were talking about me. I was the problem. Um, and so when I was out there oh. working at, at, at NASA, I said, you know what? I, I really want to have an opportunity to do a little something different. Um, you know, we worked on human systems out there. Um, and human systems are powerful systems because they may, ha- they may involve technology. But at the heart of that technological system is making sure, especially at NASA, um, that those astronauts live and that they can make it to the moon and back. Yeah. They can make it in, to the right. space shuttle and back. And that's really what it was all about. You're carrying precious cargo. um, And so with the systems that you build, literally have lives at stake. Um, And so that was something that I found to be very meaningful for me. Um, You know, I just found that I wanted to be able to do that more often, more frequently, you know, those missions happen, you know, once a year, once every other year. Um, And I wanted to be able to do it on a regular basis. And so I had a call on my life that I'm not You know, afraid to talk about from God Himself, who said, you know what, you have been called to teach. Um, And so I found myself in a high school math classroom uh, working with students. And one of the first things I told them was what I learned at NASA. I said, everything that we do will be mission critical. Um, That means that I'm not going to teach you Mm -hmm. anything that you're not going to use, anything that you're not going to need. There will be relevancy to every single day that you are with me. Um, And that's a message that I carry all the way to this day. I love systems. Um, Systems are important. And I got into this profession uh, because I wanted to address what I saw is a broken public school system. And I wanted school systems Mm -hmm. to have small tweaks and things that they can do because it doesn't necessarily take an overall. Sometimes it's just these small tips, small tweaks that you need in order to navigate you towards that direction that you want to go. So that's what got me here today. It's what I'm passionate about. I love talking about systems and things that we can do to improve teaching and learning.
1: So you went from NASA to the classroom and that just because you one day woke up and said, gee, I want to be a teacher or, I mean, that's a pretty far leap. I mean, to start, start out your journey going to school and say, I'm going to be a, you know, an an engineer. And then all of a sudden you're teaching math. So I, I'm a little disconnected. Tell me how those two things happened.
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm sitting there at the, you know, they have these cubicles out at NASA and these office cubicles. (laughs) You don't really get a door, (laughs) you know, I wasn't elevated to the level of having a door, you know, with my name on it. Um, so I had cubicles and a computer screen. Um, and as I'm staring at that computer screen, as I'm typing code and programming in different languages. Uh, I'm finding that the computer is not talking back. Now, I don't want to date myself, but uh, this is before AI, right? Yeah. This is before the day, right? Of yeah. Siri and, and yeah. okay, Google. And so I'm in front of this computer and it it won't go get me coffee. It won't have a conversation with me. As much as I love programming, as much, much as, as I love you being try. control. Yeah. yeah, I I was a people person, right? I needed to interact with right. people. I needed to talk right. with people. I needed to be around people. Um, And that's where my energy came from, right? And so I really felt right. that it, even, right. even though I was there and I loved being there. I wanted to be around people. And so I took on a tutoring position um, and I started working with students in the evening after school. Um, And while I was working with those students, something just started to ignite in me. Um, I realized that the type of systems that I really like are student oriented systems, systems that we can put together to get those students to learn. And so as a tutor, I was able to have some impact Just wasn't able to have the impact that I really wanted. And so I said, if I really want to do this for real, I'm going to have to go up to my NASA employer and say, here's my resignation. Um, I'm going to go teach. Um, And I really felt that that was a a message really sent from God himself. It was almost divine because I knew that this was the calling. And so once I left NASA and went into education, 20 years later, I've never looked back. Um, You know, I've been a part of that of the educational system ever since and don't plan on going anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's great. I can imagine people around you probably were not as excited about your journey. I mean, how to go from <laughs> and, and people say this. You say what it can be when you grow up and you say a teacher and some people kind of a teacher or an engineer at NASA and people would probably yeah. go, "Wow, NASA engineer, that's really you made it." Well, um,
0: I'll so tell you, I tell you, you know, uh, a you know, I'm a, I'm a man of faith and I'm not I'm not shy about that. <laughs> um, and I remember calling um, calling my father. Um, When I told him I was going to be switching careers, you know, and and I said, "Uh, listen, I know that you spent all of this money to send me to Georgia Tech and to Morehouse and, you know, to get this fantastic (laughs) education and to be an engineer. You supported (laughs) me on all my internships and you got me out here to Houston. Um, But listen, dad, um, I'm going to be a teacher. Um, And he said, why? Um, And I said, well, because God has called me to the profession of teaching. Um, And I no lie, my dad is no longer here. So you probably shouldn't be telling this story while he's in the grave. Um, but he 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 uh, first thing out of his mouth was, "What does God have to do with that?"
1: <laughs> and I said, well, I well everything,
0: um, you know, because he, he was thinking wow. about you know that investment, yeah. you know, that he had put in um, to getting right. his son to that place of being an engineer, um, yes. and, and thinking about the uh, pay cut, you know, quite frankly, uh, that would right. occur um, after leaving such a lucrative type of profession into, you know, teaching, which is not, does not have that same reputation. Um, so I did not necessarily right. get, uh, accolades and, uh, lauded, you know, for that decision. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, sometimes you have to go down to come up and, um, and being rooted yeah. in the thing that I was passionate about actually created more opportunities, um, to be able to touch more lives. And that makes more meaning to me, uh, than money can ever, yeah. never do.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good work. That's good stuff. I, I get you, and um, I've gotten the opportunity to work with you. Yes, you are passionate. And yes, I can see that that would be a hard conversation to have with family, but I'm so glad you did. Uh, <laughs> it brought our paths together, and I've seen the work. I've seen your passion for teaching and learning and making those human systems work. So um, mm-hmm. I agree. It's kind of, kind of a call. Uh, I can echo that in my life. And how my pathway has gone, and that you and I have crossed mm-hmm. and are sitting here today, um, I'm super jazzed. So, talk to me a little bit about um, this actual podcast and these the things you call systems, because you kind of mentioned the word systems several times already today. Um, mm-hmm. What is it about systems that that you know you get, you want to get jiggy with these systems? Do you want to put them into to other schools and other people's um, pockets? What what is it about systems?
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, I was a systems engineer at NASA. That was my job title. Okay. Um, you know, and I left there to join the public school.
1: Public school?
0: System, system. right? The public school oh, system. It's yeah, a public yeah, school yeah system. the public school okay, system. I got it. Yeah yeah. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. So I left there. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. Oh. I'll save my dead jokes for later. That was, that was a pop quiz. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I left systems engineering, right? And that was the world okay. of building systems to get people out of space. Um, and I joined what was called the public school system.
1: System. And I got it now. you know I what it, I found? I
0: anything but a what?
1: But a system. Yeah, a there's system. no, yeah. the systems um, right, right, are, are right. not always, and it was, yeah.
0: And it was just absolutely frustrating for me. You know, I, I, love, I as a rookie teacher okay. walking into a classroom, hoping that I would be supported, hoping that there was a mentoring (laughs) program. There was no manual to tell me how to run my first day. Um, In this particular school, I didn't even have a curriculum. I had to make up the curriculum on my own. Um, I just had shiny faces. I was literally hired on a Friday and I started school on a Monday and I had 180 shiny faces saying, teach me algebra. Um, And it was just a cry for help. I had this cry for help, rather, um, to say, I need a system for how to do this. And coming from such a... Regimented, uh, organized, yeah. and structured system right. into one that felt chaotic. It just got to me, and it made it, it made me even more passionate about fixing this. Um, as an engineer, we're taught to fix things, um, and so as I joined this right. public school system, I said, "You know, there's got to be some things here that we can do to tweak it." And one of the major right. systems right. I, I I I saw that needed to be fixed was the system for teaching and learning. Um, We have a lot of systems for other things. We have systems for fire drills and systems for hiring people. We have all these other systems in place. And quite frankly, the public educational system does pretty well in those other areas. But specifically, the one area that we were ultimately hired to do, teach and learn, improve student outcomes, Mm -hmm. this seems to be the one area that we don't have systems built around. So I dedicated the rest of my career and still to this day trying to help others develop and design systems around teaching and learning that are human dependent, because these systems have to be dependent on the humans that are in them, but it's not so dependent on them that the system itself has to fall apart. We want to make sure that there's enough structure in the system that those students that are in that system are actually achieving the goals we expect for them to achieve. That's really where the passion comes from, and I've been doing this uh, for 20 years and have just been enjoying the journey and Trying to I've been seeing so many schools successful just by taking the time yeah. to take a step back and think about those systems right. that we put in place for our students, yeah?
1: Right. So you've always been a problem solver. You've seen an issue, like you said, you were in NASA, you were in with the systems, and then you got into teaching. I'm surprised you didn't just leave because as a new teacher coming in <laughs> on a Friday, teaching I on a about Monday, I thought um, <laughs> I can imagine that overwhelming feeling coming out of yeah. that very regimented system and then coming in right. and going, wow, I know I got the stuff and the thinking part, but how do I get it out? How do I make this right. effective in my classroom? So right. um, I, I can kind of see that. And I appreciate that. I, I'm a gal. I like my system. I, I like to know what I'm doing and what's coming ahead. Um, I, I appreciate all those. So with PD in a pod, what What is it that we're gonna share with listeners? What can our listeners expect um, from these podcasts and these future chats together? What are they they gonna have?
0: Right, so I know this is our inaugural podcast and we wanted to spend some time letting the viewers know and the listeners know a little bit about who I am um, and what what it's all about. But ultimately it's not about me. This podcast are about the students, the teachers, the educators at large that work with those students Um, to make sure that they have PD in a pod. They have the tips that they need (laughs) in order to be successful in their setting. Here is what I've discovered in all of my years of work. I've discovered that you can't fix the whole system. Um, We have, the system is made of individual components. You know, we have parts of those components involved the students exclusively. Some of those components involve the teachers exclusively, the teacher leaders, the school district, the state. We have laws, we have policies that dictate and control what we do. We have standards that tell us how much of of student and learning is supposed to take place at each grade level. And each individual person that is a part of that system is not necessarily empowered to change the whole system. So that's why Mm. it's so important for us to come together at times like this to talk about those individual components and how each of those pieces Mm -hmm. can be done a little differently, can be done a little better, can be done systematically. Because if each individual person, each individual component even of that system starts to think more systematically, then we can pull the educational system out of reactive mode. See, right now we are exclusively In reactive uh, mode, we react to woo! everything. We treat poor student achievement as if it's a news flash, like CNN, Fox News breaking <laughs> news report students didn't do well during the pandemic. Really? Like we really needed a news flash <laughs> for that. No. But what we lack yeah. during the pandemic and what we even lack after the pandemic are the systems that are going to help our students accelerate their learning to even become owners of their own learning, to be able to use wow. data to even wow. drive that learning. We knew that our students were behind before the pandemic. We know that they are mm-hmm. still behind now. But the question has to be asked, are we being reactive still, or have we transitioned into a more proactive place where we can provide our schools with the tips, with the tools, with the strategies that they need in order to be successful. So our hope is that during our time together during this podcast that our listeners, our viewers leave out of here with practical strategies, practical tips that will enhance the systems that they already have in place.
1: Wow. Wow. Preach, I just want you to keep going on that because that's true. And even before the pandemic, our students, did we have failing students in our schools? Absolutely, we did. absolutely. Well, I mean, since yeah, the time, because, since the
0: beginning of time, right.
1: since the cavemen were walking
0: around, teaching and learning has been going play going forward, right? Um, we yeah. knew, we knew misconceptions yeah. were going to happen. And so, you know, and I, I right. people talk about me when they get to know me a little bit, they're like, okay, you say it's not rocket science, but you kind of were acting like one. But honestly, think about it. You know, that cliche, <laughs> it's not rocket science. Um, but think about yeah, this. We, we, we it have time. been, since the beginning of time, dealing with students that were below proficient. Like since the beginning of the educational school system, we have been dealing with that. And here we fast forward hundreds of years later, and we have not solved that Mm -hmm. problem. Then that is an Mm -hmm. issue. Right. It's not rocket science. They enter our classrooms and they don't know something. Right. They leave our classrooms and they should know something. So there should be a very simple, straightforward process for making that happen. And it shouldn't have to change every year just because we have new technologies. The students are fundamentally still human beings. They still live and breathe the same air as us. And if we can begin to really dive into that, I think we can find ourselves uh, kind of ignoring some of the distractions, right? So that we can have what I call laser-like focus on student achievement and on our students' right. desires, needs and abilities to move them forward. That's really what it's all about, isn't right. it? Right. So it's about them.
1: Yeah. Just shutting out the yeah, shutting out the noise and really seeing who our kids are and who our students are sitting in our seats in front of and us and that's what and, they want from us. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well I'm excited. Um I, I know teachers, one of the things that I, I want to go away with today is something practical that our listeners and viewers can take away today. Um, sure. So share with me, uh, you know, one of the aspects you talk system, system, systems, systems, um, <laughs> systems. What is it you want to share today that maybe will resonate with some of our listeners as they're tuning in?
0: Well, on our inaugural podcast, I, 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 I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about time. You know, when you ask teachers yeah. <laughs> what they wish they had more of, The number one answer across the board without any hesitation, time, 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 time. So I thought, you know, we've already spent quite a bit of time talking about me, but let's now talk about (laughs) how can our teachers, how can our schools, how can our educators at large maximize their time? Because here's the thing. You only are given 24 hours in a day. That's all we got. It is a fixed right. quantity. It's 24 hours in a day. I don't have a magic wand to be able to give you 25, 26. But I but I tell you, even if I did have a magic wand and I could somehow magically wave it, and then in this moment, you now have 26 hours instead of 24 every single day, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what you'd probably ask for? You'd, you'd probably ask for 27 27, or 20, yeah. right, right, 27 right. This, 28. 26 yeah. is just not enough. Okay. So here's what I found. Here's what I found. I found that it's not so much about getting you more time because if you needed more time, and I I get that answer all the time, give me more time, give me more time. But if you had more time, you'd probably ask for even more time. So maybe the answer (laughs) isn't give me more time. Maybe the answer is help me effectively and efficiently use the time that I've been given, right? Help me to be more productive in the time that I have. If I can figure that piece out, then maybe I don't need 26 hours. Maybe I maybe I can get it done mm. in 24 or less, right? Maybe I can get really efficient and get it okay. done in 12. Maybe I can be super efficient and get it done in a school day, right? <laughs> Imagine that, ooh, the ooh, bell ooh, rings, ooh, ooh, I start my yeah. day, the bell rings, the day is over, and guess what? My workload nice. is over too, <laughs> right? Like I can literally go wow. home, wow. enjoy my family, enjoy my kids, You know, scratch my cat, whatever it is that yeah. you do at home and not have to grade papers, <laughs> not have to think about all those things that happen at school. Um, yeah. When I tell you, you know, yeah. I, it's hard for, I talk in stories. You'll have to forgive me sometimes when I talk in story, but I have to share this story about, you know, my wife and I, we were both educators. My wife wa- my wife became right. an educator before me. And I just remember us coming home and she would have this crate of papers. She taught ELA and I taught math. Um, oh. She would have this crate of papers yeah. that she drug. You know, because yeah. she had about yeah. 100 Me papers too. she needed to grade, right? And she'd right. bring those papers home right. and they sit by the doorstep. And I tell you, this is how life went, mm. right? We Drag read those papers yeah. out, right? You think you're going to grade them. Yeah. But then you realize there are so many other things you got to do. You got to cook dinner. Yeah. You got to take care of the kids. You got all of these things that you need to do. And so you take those papers that you spread out thinking that you're about to do them and you pile them back and up. You, you put them do. right in that crate <laughs> you go <right laughs> back to school. Back in right?
1: thing. the reality is
0: very simple and i ask school leaders to ponder this question is it does it make sense does it make sense to evaluate our teachers you know all of our teachers get evaluated annually every year does it make sense Mm -hmm. to evaluate a teacher's job performance based on their capacity to do work at home think about it think about it does it make sense that your job performance, your evaluation, your salary, your livelihood is not based on your capacity to do work at home, at work. It's actually based on your capacity to do work at home. And those teachers who have a system for getting work done at work and not at home tend to have higher performance ratings than those that don't have, I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Those who have a system for doing work at home Right. Schoolwork at home. Those who have that system in place tend to have a higher performance rating than those who don't have that system for doing it. Right.
1: Right. So you're literally
0: comparing a single mom um, who has four children and her capacity to do work at home being so much lower than a single recent college graduate who has no kids, no animals and can come home and just do all day just schoolwork. You're comparing these two capacities as if they're equal and they are just not equal. And I believe, I believe one of the first systems that our schools need to think about implementing is implementing a system by which teachers can get their work done at work. Imagine a system that when they leave that system, they can go home and have what we call work and life balance. They can go home remember when this profession used to be just that that you would be in this profession (laughs) because you could absolutely raise a family in this profession (laughs) right i don't know you know some of our our gen z and millennials may not even know that that used to be a thing so let me educate that used to be a thing right and you would choose this profession because it naturally almost innately brought with it work life balance now we have the exact opposite of that the pressure is on teachers to do the impossible, to in, to improve student achievement in, in areas that they don't even have control over. So here is a tip. I know <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching a little bit, so I got I to gotta at least give yeah. you a tip. I want, I want you to leave this first podcast first motivated, first encouraged that we can change that small part of the system. Yes. That yeah. part of the system has overwhelmed us to the point where job satisfaction has plummeted. MedLife got a, did a research that showed that there's been a 40% drop right. in job satisfaction mm-hmm. just because teachers are so overwhelmed, they're burnt out. Yeah. We're losing teachers yeah. faster than we can hire them. So here's what we got to do school leaders, teachers, we need to take a moment, we need to relax, we need to breathe in, and we need to focus on what's most important. Okay. And the thing that's most important for our most important for our teachers is effective and efficient use of our time. It's productivity. When we go to our classrooms, I want you to now, after this first podcast, I want you to do a survey. Just sometimes you need to just take a step back and reflect before you can move from reactive to proactive, we need to capture those things that are keeping us reactive. So I want you to take a step back and do a survey. I want you to do a survey of your work life. I want you to do a survey of your home life. And you're gonna do this survey simply focusing in on productivity. How productive is your workday? How productive are you at home? And if you're not really being productive enough at work and that's causing you to move some of that productivity at home, then let's, that's a good time to use that inventory to reflect on how you can be more productive at work. What do you need to do? Maybe, p- potentially, it's your planning time. Maybe your planning time has been used for relaxation and going to the teacher's lounge and, you know, just taking a minute to breathe and to vent.
1: And that's great. That's great.
0: We all need that time. But if that time is taking away from time you could be spent grading papers, preparing for the next lesson, and now that is being transferred over to home, then that messes with your work and life balance. So maybe we vent and relax after hours and we get that planning time that planning work done during our planning time. Maybe it's your professional learning communities. Maybe your professional learning communities just need a little tweak. Maybe they're a little dysfunctional. Who knows? Maybe (laughs) there's a little, you know, culture issues that are going on there. And you're finding that your PLCs are not productive. See, a PLC productive can be measured by having less work to do when the PLC started. I'm sorry, when the PLC ends than you did when it started. That's how you know you've yeah. been productive in your PLC. Did you leave out with something right. tangible and deliverable that you can take to your classrooms? So all I want for this first podcast is for you to think and reflect about your teaching and learning journey, to really think about your work and your life balance, and just ask yourself, how productive am I at work? And how is that productivity at work impacting the amount of work that I need to do at home? What do you think, Stacey? Is that, is that enough for this first podcast or... You know, <laughs> should we be asking them to do any more? Remember, it's peeing in the pots. So I'm trying to keep it small, yeah. but I, yeah. I could always- Keep it
1: small, keep it little little nuggets. But no, I think that's good. I think taking that time to reflect on your own time um, is really important as we start talking about time and efficiency and systems and all those pieces together. I hear teachers in the background going, yes, we're never gonna get any more time. Stop right. wasting mine now. So exactly. I hear it. Um, I was that teacher that drug my cart back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and felt the guilt that came with that. Um, I didn't... Oh, no. Oh, no, we froze. You froze. I froze. I don't know what happened. That's all right.
0: We can pause and cut that part out. Um Yeah. Are I still frozen?
1: No, you're back. You're back. We were right there at the end. That was awesome. <clears throat> you were yeah, awesome. The- you are awesome. You're just an amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm in the presence of greatness.
0: Oh, it's all my God. That's all it is working through me.
1: How cool, though. Okay. Where should we go back to? Where, where do you want um, to? So let's
0: go that? back to where I said, um, you know, I could give more. I could talk about more. Do you think that's enough? Because you broke off there. So it'll be hard to slice that part. But if okay. you go back okay. to, um, to you know, responding to that, I think you'd be fine.
1: Okay. Go ahead and feed me that line again and I'll get right into okay. it.
0: Okay. So, you know, I, what, what we're really asking for this podcast is, for this first inaugural podcast, is just... Yeah. I just want to use this time to re- want you to use this time to reflect. So, teachers and leaders, you're just thinking about if I could go and reflect on my work life and reflect on my home life. Mm-hmm. What does that predict- productivity look like? You know, am I being productive at work in such a way that I don't have to now bring that work home, or are there tweaks mm-hmm. and things that I can do during my work day to increase my productivity so I have less to do after work? That's our real our first reflection. I could do more than that, Stacey. I could talk a little <laughs> bit more, give them yeah. some more tips, you know, but we said this was PD in a pod. So we want to keep it yeah. short Small. and give them something they can take away, yeah. So so yeah. what do you think?
1: <laughs> I think it's great. Little bite-sized chunks, that's what we promised. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a really great place to start is time. And just that yeah. reflection, evaluation, kind of take a look at yourself. You know, what am I doing at home that I maybe could get done at school or while I'm in that time frame? but just that reflection, um, I think it's going to be really powerful as we take a look at ourselves and our systems where we're at, and and how we might use time and or think about time in a different way. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yes, you could talk forever. So all right, but um, well, let's um, go. Let's do just... it.
0: Let's change the world one teacher at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm with you. I'm right along with you. So I'm excited to offer these uh, solutions, tips. However, you want to talk about systems, um, and if it's small chunks, big. Chunks are full transformations. I know it's going to be exciting what we uh, dive into here in the PD in a pod. So, okay, I think everybody's kind of uh, held on to their seat, waiting for that dad joke, possibly. So, Tremaine.
0: Oh joke. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Dad joke. Dad joke. Okay, we're going to keep this one. Um, this dad joke is going to uh, go out to all of the parents in the world because I got a little one right now as I'm recording this podcast that just cannot wait to come show his face on the camera. (laughs) And I told him he could at the end. So we're gonna show his face. But when I tell you my child, I constantly have to battle with uh, to get him to do the simple things in life, like go take a bath, brush your teeth, put some lotion and go to bed. So I wanna end my dead joke, my nargo dead joke is this. Um, Is it possible when a kid is misbehaving and not, not wanting to go to bed and not wanting to sleep at night can you arrest that child and put them in jail for resisting arrest
1: can you arrest your own kid is that what you're saying you're asking
0: can you put can you put your child in jail for resisting arrest
1: uh, i don't know is is it okay is it allowable <laughs> to put your own kid in jail i'm I saying- so that's the uh, thing
0: about the dead jokes you got to think about them see you got to think about them we're putting it in jail for resisting a rest.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Are you serious? (laughs) Okay, that was not on our script. We had no idea. That's (laughs) bad. That's bad. Oh, my Can you put your
0: kid in jail because he's resisting
1: a A rest. rest. Going to bed. Okay.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of PD in a Pod. Now, head over to our website where you can access all of our podcast uploads, schedule a consultation, and check out our resources. As always, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues.